Welcome to the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Training Podcast for serious-minded, deep-thinking, career-oriented network marketing pros who are sick of the fluff and appreciate the truth. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Now here's your host who has produced over 200 hours of real-world training for the industry, 30-plus years network marketing pro, Dale Calvert. Hey, this is Dale Calvert. I'd like to welcome you to this session of the No Fluff, No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Development Podcast. The title of this session is Life Lessons from the Plumber. Life Lessons from the Plumber. Uh, I was really just shocked earlier this week. I got a text from a friend and business associate that let me know. He wanted me to know or asked me if I had known. Uh, I knew that uh, a past business associate we worked with had died, and I hadn't. And it just really kind of put him and I both, I think, in a tailspin. And I'm not going to get into much details, but I want to share some things I hope will make an impact for some of you. Uh, and before I get into this, I'll just tell you that I was very hesitant about recording this session. There's probably will never be a session, uh, probably, that I would be more hesitant to record than this, uh, hopefully. But anyway, I got terrible news that, you know, a former team member passed away at his home at the age of 56, which is my brother's age. And I mentioned this last night. And again, as I said earlier, I was I've been hesitant about should I try to formulate any thoughts around this that could be beneficial for people, for leaders in this profession. And of course, this this podcast is designed for leaders, uh, people that are serious, career oriented, building teams. And anyway, I did a private webinar last night and asked for people to remember his family uh in their thoughts and prayers and i knew some of the people on that particular session knew who he was and maybe had possibly even worked with him in the past as many of you that listen to this podcast i could say the same uh but anyway i was been thinking about formulating some thoughts that maybe could speak to people and make an impact and i decided you know i just don't think i should even go down this road and then this morning, uh, I logged into the 27% or success platform and a video uh, training was queued up that had been queued up months ago into the platform. But anyway, the video was queued up where he was actually introducing me uh, on stage to do a training that all of you that are members of the platform have seen or you will see and I know it's quite possible that many of you have purchased the DVD training over the years because we made the DVD a training available for many years through our product catalog and through our websites I think it's even available on Amazon uh, called the Great American Box and that was the title of the training and he was introducing me and it was just like chilling, really. And 
I'm not going to share his name on this podcast because that really has nothing to do with the points that I want to make. He was affectionately known throughout our organization at the time we worked together uh, as the, the plumber. And some of you may have heard me talk about the plumber in different podcasts and trainings over the years. Um, and as I sit back and I look at it, you know, we had, we spent all together probably 10, close to 10 years working together. And I got to see him uh, pay off his dream home, pay the mortgage off. Uh, he was making, when he was on our team, uh, we worked together for several years and he was making over $400,000 a year. Uh, the profession made him a millionaire. Uh, I've seen him drive his dream car. I've spent a lot of time with him in the car at events. Uh, we did several events together over the years. Spent a lot of time together. And I was really shocked, again, and I'm still shocked, that he has passed. And I will say that there's absolutely no question that over the past 35-plus years, he was one of the most difficult people that I've ever worked with, easily in the top three or four, easily. But we were kind of thrown together. You know, it just kind of happened. And it did not turn out the way I would have hoped that it, it would. It did not. Um, I wish that I knew then what I know now about, you know, just the concept of emotional intelligence or lack thereof. And, you know, what I know and what I've always had fascination with and will continue the rest of my life about understanding who people are, what makes them tick, what makes them who they are, uh, the life experiences they have up to a certain point, uh, and how those shape them and, and make people aware or unaware at different levels. Uh, if I could go back, I wish I knew what I knew now, and I would have asked a whole lot more questions. Uh, I asked probably more than anybody ever asked, but I would have asked a lot more. And I've had many what I would describe as heart-to-brick talks with him over the years where I felt like I was just talking to a brick wall, just totally bouncing off. Many, many, many over the years, as I have with many people. But at some point, at some point, you can penetrate that. And he's one of the few people that there's probably nobody uh, that I, I mean, looking back, I can say that, you know, I definitely did all I could to really communicate and break through, but was never able to do, really do that, never able to do that, never really able to communicate at the level that I wish we could have. Uh, I was not equipped, didn't understand, and looking back, just really didn't have the patience at some point, you know, and 
you know, just tried to let it be what it was. And, and I think one of the big things in this profession is you have to always be able to look by, behind the curtain, know who you're dealing with, and, and figure out who you can communicate with and who has the potential to be a foxhole buddy. You know, I talk about get, you want people that you get in the foxhole with, fight the war, and who can't be. And I think I realized, well, I know I realized very quickly that that probably wasn't going to happen. And there's so much I could get into that I'm just not going to in this session. But, uh, you know, if you'd asked me uh, before I heard the news that he had passed, if you'd asked me, Dale, what's, what would you, what would be the number one mistake? And I would say that I didn't have him terminated early when I could have. It would have saved me a lot of time, energy, effort, trouble uh, when it was blatant and I should have had him terminated and could have and would have been 1,000% in the right to do so early, early and wouldn't have had to have put up with a lot of frustration and drama if I had just done what I should have done in the beginning, if I had to do it over again, I would have, I would have made that, made that decision and probably over time could have maintained a friendship. And again, I, I, I apologize because I know you're, what are you talking about, Dale? Let me just kind of try to communicate a couple of things that I hope will really impact some people. Uh, I, you know, I, I sincerely, looking back, I did everything I knew to do at the time, but never was really able to break through and create any significant level of trust. Uh, and I think a lot of people would say that uh, with this particular person, with the plumber. And I know many of you that, again, listen to this podcast, have worked with him directly and understand exactly what I'm trying to say because you've had similar experiences. And if you don't and you don't have a clue, then please stay with me a couple more minutes. I think I'm going to make some points that I hope will make an impact for you. I'll just say that ego and greed are strange emotions that seem to be, that are, that are seen by everyone, everyone, but normally... They're undetectable in those who possess them. I'm going to say that again. Ego and greed, and greed are very strange emotions that are seen by everyone, but normally they're undetectable in those that possess them. And they seem to go together a lot of times. And they're kind of like limiting beliefs. Unless we have those we trust point out our limiting beliefs, it's likely that we will never un un uncover them ourselves because there are beliefs. There are beliefs. So when you have limiting beliefs about what you can do and what you can't do and what's possible for you and what's not, based upon your box and your beliefs, unless somebody continually points those out, hey, you could do this, you could do this, this is available to you, I believe in you. And, and unless people, unless you can get beyond your limiting beliefs, uh, then it's hard to get 
beyond them because they are your beliefs. And I will say that a lot of people that lack confidence themselves mistake confidence in others for ego. And that's an important concept. A lot of people that lack confidence personally look at other people who are confident and think they're egotistical. Those without confidence cannot distinguish the difference between confidence and ego. Anyway, the plumber and I, as I said earlier, we spent many years together. Uh, and there's probably nobody in my career that I spent so much time with that I felt so connected yet disconnected with, if that makes any sense. Very connected, but very disconnected with. And the sad part is, you know, I've had dozens of people that were on his team, you know, express the very same feelings to me. And it's not like, uh, you know, we were mumbling behind his back. I mean, things just kind of are what they are. And just to kind of give you an example of what the drama and the just the, what we dealt with, things like this consistently, regularly, uh, all of our leadership team was in Aruba one year for company sent a vacation. Uh, it was either the first time or the second time. I think it was the first time we went to Aruba. And we decided as a group, you know, what would be really cool, you know, like the first day, is there was a Jeep tour company. And let's just call the Jeep tour company and tell them, look, we got... 83 couples, can you handle us? Uh, we'd like to go on your longest tour for the day, buy up all your spots. And so we contacted them and they said, yeah, it's like it's normally $97 a person, but if you're going to have that many people, then we can do it for 77 And we thought, oh, how cool is that? So they sent their bus. They took us to their facility Everybody got their Jeeps, and we're going to tour like a six-hour tour, go through a cave in Aruba and go through this whole day just kind of getting to know the island. It was phenomenal. So we all, you know, get our Jeeps, and we all get lined up and stay behind your Jeep and, you know, don't go off path and all this stuff. And, um that was, you know, 77 bucks. And, you know, we were all getting our Jeep and then people were saying, well, where's the plumber? Where's the plumber? Where's the plumber? And no, nobody knew where he was. So I'm at the back of the, this whole caravan. And we're getting ready to start. And I turn around and who pulls up in this Jeep that he had rented right behind the caravan but the plumber. Now, come to find out, you know, he was able to rent the Jeep for the day for $57. <laughs> okay. And so this company, with their tour guides, takes this caravan all over Aruba 
and walk in the cave and they tell you all about the history and every location we went to, they give you their information. And this guy is following the Jeep caravan around in his rented Jeep and walking in just like he's a member of the group all day long. And most of us are looking at what the heck is he thinking? What does he think he's doing? And, you know, it's like, who does that? How can a person possibly have that level of greed or cheapness or stinginess or whatever you want to call it? And as I look back on it today, I mean, looking back, I really believe in his mind he thought he was the smartest one of the bunch because he figured out how to save $20. I, I sincerely believe that. And, you know, the reality is people know the difference if you tell them what they want to hear because you have their best interest at heart from those that tell you what you want to hear or need to hear, I should have said earlier. They, they know when people tell, tell you what you need to hear because they sincerely have your best interest at heart from those that tell you what you want to hear because it's the best interest for their personal pocketbook. True. And there's pro I probably learned this during that time attempting to communicate and work with this person more than anybody else. You know, some people, some of you have heard me talk about our infomercial days. I know I've talked about this very generically on some podcasts. Uh, but back in the day, we had a very, very successful infomercial uh, that was produced in California. The guy that produces uh, was actually uh, one time he was an actor on uh, Little Rascals. His name escapes me right now. Uh, but we produced it in California, and then I went back out there and, and helped in the whole production of the of the infomercial. It was phenomenal, awesome testimonies. It was really really well received in the market. And uh, I need to make that available at some point. I got to find it. I think I have one on VHS. But uh, this was probably three or four years into the growth of, of our organization. And, you know, we invest a lot of time, energy, effort, and money. And the way we had it set up is if you were at a certain leadership level in the company, you were a certain leadership level in the company. It was really, it was next to the top level. It was called regional then you could contact the, then you were on the list and you could contact the company and the company would buy the studio time and they would send, it wasn't a VHS, but whatever type of, I can't remember what the name of the tape was that you had to have for, for uh, TV. And, and let's say you were in, Chicago, Illinois, and you were at a regional level position or higher, you could call the media buying company and say, I'm looking for an infomercial in Chicago, Illinois, 
and then they would contact the studios or and they would say okay we've got 12:30 on Sunday night on Fox and it's $800 for the 30 minute show we've got Saturday morning on CBS at 6:30 and it's $500 and they give you three or four different options for your market the Chicago market and people would run their infomercial people would call in for an 800 for an 800 number that we paid for uh, we had the phone room they would call in to just request a free information pack we weren't selling anything we collect the name address phone numbers and let's say we ran a Saturday morning 630 in Chicago and we had 88 request then the company we would mail out the information request and the audio from the corporate office so we knew that they went out immediately and then the 88 leads were forwarded to the leader the regional or above and then they had the leads they didn't have to worry about mailing anything to anybody they follow up in three to four days and start their follow-up and we recruited a ton of people all over the United States and Canada with this infomercial but when I set it up it's like if you're not at a region or above you cannot participate in this program and the reason is I knew if people had ranked to that level then they had the skill sets and the mindsets and the scripts and the procedures to follow up quickly and professionally and provide proper direction to people to help them launch their business after they joined in other words you you know and, and uh, the most people understood that most and but I still had people that just they I can't believe your your favorite your your favoritism to the leaders and you're not helping us little people you know blah 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 and I said look once you get to that rank you can run as many as you want but this is the way we have to do it because until you are at a certain level skill set mindset all you're going to do is throw your money away. You're just going to throw your money away. This ain't no foo-foo dust. It's a phenomenal tool. But what you need to do is, you know, work with your leader. Work with your leader. And if your leader, you know, work with them. They'll know, you know, work with them. Get get to It doesn't take that long to get to that rank. And once you get to that rank, then you can do it. But I'm not going to let a few mess it up for everybody. I'm just not going to do it. I can't do it. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. But it was. It was unbelievable. But at one point, I mean, we had. I mean, all over the United States and Canada. Uh, and I tell you, it's kind of. It's really weird. When I remember being in Omaha one time, and I was in Omaha, Nebraska, and I'm flipping through the channels, and our infomercial comes on. And it's like I didn't even know it was playing in Omaha or wherever. I had that happen multiple times. And then, you know, it's like, are you the guy on the infomercial? People had asked in a where, uh, uh, airport or something. We were just blasting out that 
infomercial and it was very very successful campaign and then I get a call one day and it's somebody in Oklahoma that I had never met knew nothing I mean this was this campaign was running smooth as silk everything's going out it's like you know we'd had days we would mail out thousands of these packages because we had so many infomercials going on all over the US and we couldn't run them in Toronto when we opened up or we couldn't run them in Canada when we opened up the Canadian market uh, because our media buying company didn't have the contacts there but we could run them in upstate New York and it would bleed into the Toronto markets. I mean, it was it was rolling. Anyway, somebody calls me from Oklahoma and just cussing me up once. I spent $1,400. You know, I only got X number of leads. This is a ripoff. Blah, blah, blah. And I said, whoa, 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 who are you? Where are you? Had no idea who they were. And I, as they did some research. They'd been in the company. They weren't. They had not sponsored one person. They had not had zero rank in the company. And they had been, uh, uh, hadn't been in any time at all. And calling us, cussing and, and griping and complaining because they spent $1,400. And, uh, you know, y'all promised me that this was going to explode my business and blah, blah, blah. And I had no idea what they were talking about. Come to find out that the deal they had made was with the plumber, not us, not the company, not me. It was with the plumber. And according to them, you know, he, over, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, it's going to do this for you. According to them, they got no leads we looked did the research yes an infomercial was run and yes seven leads came in it wasn't much of small town and small market uh, the infomercial the time it ran the fee was 400 the plumber had done the deal with this new distributor way down in depth on his team and charged them fourteen hundred. Sent they sent the money to him. He had the infomercial ran, but had not forwarded any of the leads to this person. And uh, to say that I was beyond irate is an understatement. That's just one of the situations. Okay, and again, I could tell story after story after story. And that's when I first understood that people will cut off their nose to spite their face. And people, because some of you have heard me talk about this before, the, the why we do it, did it the way we did it, and have heard me talk about, you know, a leader that tried to work around and shortcut and profit from the system, not from building a team, but from profiting from the system. Well, it was the plumber. At one time, he had an organization of over 15,000 people, well over. And I know of no one that he attempted to maintain any kind of relationship 
in the past 10 years. Eventually, he left the company, and it was a 100% greed and ego decision. I mean, the guy was making over $400,000 a year if he, if he never rolled out of bed. Over 400000 And it, he left, and everybody, most of us, knew that it was a ego, greed decision. He started a company that was called Tidal Wave, which I <laughs> always referred to as Bathtub Ripple. Uh, it was doomed from the start. I knew it was doomed from the start because at this point I understand what was driving him, his motivation. And it was really based upon getting his, getting his. It was totally 1,000% focused on greed and ego. And I know the initial investors in that company uh, because at one time they were all part of my, my organization. And I tried to warn each one of them because at this point I really had discovered where what was behind the curtain, where his motivation sincerely was. Again, none of them knew about the infomercial scandal, and I would have never told them. Uh, But I had enough personal experience to know, you know, what I was dealing with. And I tried to warn them without, you know, just tried to warn them. And to my knowledge, none of them ever saw return on their initial investment before he abruptly without warning at all, sold the company, just sold out to another network marketing company without even consulting the people that had put, you know, I think it was like, I don't know, some X number of people had put ten to $20,000 for virtually nothing, no control, no nothing. And, you know, so he made the executive decision to cash out and then never was heard from again. And, as I say this, and I share this, I understand many of you are disappointed in me right now. You're thinking, Dale, Dale, how can you be talking about someone that's passed away? It's totally disrespectful. Totally disrespectful. And, and I appreciate that. And as I said, I really struggled with this. Uh, I didn't want to do it. But this morning, uh, when that video came up and he was doing the intro, for me, it was just like, Dale, this is something that you just need to, you know, say. Because there's going to be people that will hear this at some point that this can make a huge impact for. So I appreciate those of you that are feeling that way and just turn it off, really. Uh, but, you know, stop the podcast. And I would blame some of you, especially if you don't know me, my background, my history, where I come from. Here's what I do know. That there is nothing I've said here that I haven't said to him personally, face to face. And that's really important that I can say that to you. There's not one thing that I've said that I haven't said to him personally face to face. I mean after Aruba, it wasn't too long after that we were going to do an event. I think it was in Mississippi. Uh no, it wasn't that far. Maybe it was it was somewhere in Tennessee. I don't remember. We were driving. He was driving. And I tried to explain to him 
how that whole Ruba event looked to most people. You know, you're, you're the number one, one of the top money earners in our company, and you're basically ripping off a tour company to save $20. And, and I try, I mean, everything that I have said, I have had one-on-one -on -one conversation with him. So it's just important for me that you know that. I'm not saying it makes it right, but I just want you to know that because I'm not sure if this is right or wrong uh, to even be having this, doing this podcast session. I just hope it provides value to somebody, and I believe it will. Uh, he was the primary person of six people that years ago I ended up having to sue for slander. Uh, I had all the evidence I needed on video and audio and could have really wiped, wiped them all out and collected a big settlement. But that was never my motivation, not my intention at all. I got the outcome I wanted and didn't want to collect a penny and, and didn't collect a penny. Uh, but today, you know, the other five people that were named in that slander suit uh, to this day I would help and support the best that I can any way I can I mean I, I just would uh, but I felt I needed to record this session today simply as a warning many of you have heard me say this that greed and ego are the two killers of this profession and it can come through the, through the distributor base or it can come through corporate officers. But Greed and Ego has killed more promising companies than any other thing that I have seen in 35 plus years. And for individuals, they're the two biggest recipes for wistful regret in later years. Greed and Ego causes more people to ponder and wish they had done things different than any other emotions. In this industry, the two emotions that destroy, again, more companies are, and more people are greed and ego. And it's something that I hope every single person listening to me will guard against for yourself. Guard against it. I have no doubt that right now, if the plumber was hearing this podcast, he, he would not be able not be able to understand what I'm trying to communicate. I know that. Uh, it's scary, that, but I know that. In his mind, he got the money he won. He got the money he won. That's, if he heard this podcast right now, that's what he would think. I got the money. I got the money. I won. And I'm sure his family will be way up well, well taken care of financially, and I'm sincerely glad to know that. But I certainly believe, I believe that for most people, see, I understand there's some people that are bricks that you cannot penetrate, but there's other people that get sucked down the path that once they go down that path, they wish they had not gone down that path. 
it's real important to understand the difference of what I'm trying to say here. This podcast is to prevent people, good people, from getting sucked down that path with the understanding that some people are bricks. And I believe that, you know, how you make your money is much more important than making money. And if you believe that, then you're who this podcast is for. Some of you, I ain't never listened to this guy. You know what he means about the money, but and I get that too. And there's a lot of, a lot of people in the entrepreneurial world, in and outside of network marketing, and you see it. Uh, it's 100%, and it's obvious. You know, because for a lot of us, they just make our skin crawl because it's 100% about grabbing the money. And I could say names right now that I won't, but you, I, I think somebody right now, you know, a real estate guy, I mean, it's obvious. And there's a lot of people like that. And I, I, they'll never hear this podcast anyway. So my focus is on, is just to make people really aware of this, make people really aware. Because again, I believe how you make your money is much more important than making the money. And what about you? And you probably do too. If, if you're still listening, you probably feel that way as well. And then I also understand there's some people that a lot may be listening that use every excuse not to put it all on the line and go for it. You know, they've been raised with a very limiting belief around money. A lot of us have. Uh, you know, their whole life they've heard money doesn't grow on trees or rich people are greedy. And what I have found over the years that it's just the opposite as far as rich people are greedy. Uh, I think some of the wealthier, the most giving people that I've ever been around in my life, very wealthy, especially self-made people, self-made wealthy who figure this stuff out are very giving. Now, the more generational wealth we're talking about, uh, I, I believe the more uppity and greedy and self-centered and that might sound like a cliche, but I'm just saying being in business over 35 plus years, my perception, and I think we should all give everybody the benefit of the doubt until they prove us wrong. I believe that. Give everybody the benefit of the doubt until they prove you wrong. But, you know, a lot of people are raised with money is the root of all evil, but, you know, that's not what it says. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money, and I believe that. But over my career, I found that in most cases, greed, getting mine, going after the dollar at all costs, are attitudes that really come from people in lower, in the lower economic class. And there is a yin and a yang to all this, because you know you see a lot of Ivy League corporate presidents and others like Bernie Madoff who you know was convicted for running the largest Ponzi scheme stock Ponzi scheme in the world and that end up on sessions of American greed. So Dale, what is your point to all this? Yin and Yang, you're talking about low economic class or more getting mine and and money focus and greed focus, then you talk about burning Murdoff. Mur 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 so what's the point? My point is know yourself. 
know yourself. Self-awareness and understanding where you lie in all of this is really critical. Most people live their lives every day yanked around by their own emotions, and they're not even aware of it. They're just yanked around by their own emotions. Money will make you more of what you already are. So be aware of what you are before you have the money and help people on your team be aware of where they are. I mean, my hope is that this is a podcast that some of you, as you have people growing up through the ranks and they're getting ready to become full time and, you know, they're leading an organization. This will be a podcast session that I hope people will share with other people that they care about on their team. And understand there are bricks that will never hear it. But that's not the people that we're making this for. Because there are good people that just get go down the wrong roads. And awareness is real important. Understanding money is going to make you more of what you already are. Greed and ego are emotions that can never be satisfied no matter how people, how hard people try. When people... Uh, have a greed and ego want that recognition mentality no matter how what they do that's a a hunger that bricks can never have satisfied so I would encourage you to do a self-evaluation and ask people that really know you to tell you the truth and try to listen what they say without arguing with them And ask those people that are closest to you, where am I in the greed and ego department? And then listen to what they say. It will be very valuable, time well spent. Because, again, sometimes we're just unaware. We're unaware. And I also understand the yang of it, that sociopathic tendencies of some people and the inability to see the emotions that they have within themselves. The people closest in their life could tell them that their ego and greed uh, emotions are not healthy. The people closest in their life could tell them that. And then the next hour, they could take a lie detector test. And when asked if they had a challenge with greed or ego, they would say absolutely not and pass the lie detector with flying colors. There's people like that. The best people, the most, the closest people in the world could share truth with them. But they're not able to hear it. And in their own mind, they're crazy. I'm the one that saved 20 bucks. You guys are fools. They sincerely believe everything that comes out of their mouth. And they pay no attention to the evidence or facts around them. And I've had a couple of other experiences over the last couple months I'm not going to get into now. That just absolutely 1,000% validates this. The number of people around us with those tendencies in the network marketing profession and that are drawn to the network marketing business is sincerely more than any of us, myself included, would care to believe.
in general, though, most people who chase money never catch it. And the ones that do are the scariest of them all. Most people who chase money, it's an elusive rabbit. It's an elusive rabbit. It's a greased pig. You cannot catch the money. And you see, you know, third generation people that have lived in poverty because their whole focus is about getting mine, getting my money. And you see that. And that's a mentality that some people proudly promote. Proudly promote. And again, money is an elusive rabbit. It's a greased pig. It, the key is develop yourself first. The value that you provide to the marketplace and the money will come to you. That's the game plan. Your long-term income is in direct proportion to the value that you provide to the market you serve unless you have sociopathic tendencies, unless you're a brick. And if you're a brick, sometimes bricks get wealthy, but they end up on American greed are in a state of wistful regret or maybe a state of bliss but they make everybody around them miserable develop your first self first the money will flow uh, I just needed to share some thoughts uh, I sincerely hope the plumber is at peace and he will rest in peace it, it was very sad to hear very sad to hear uh, my mind immediately meant, went to what could have I done differently? How could have I penetrated the brick? What could I have done? Um, and as, as I'm sure many other people felt. So I hope that I've shared something with you this week that will make you stop and think and be aware there's many people listen to this podcast. You know, you're going to live a life beyond your wildest dreams. I believe that. You know, and what always happens when you build business based upon solid wisdom of the ages, principles, and concepts, when you love people enough to tell them what they need to hear, not what they want to hear, at some point, your reality will so far surpass your expectations. And when that happens, you have to be ready to deal with it. And I think this is one of the most important areas that people are not ready to deal with. Uh, and hopefully something I've said will plant a seed deep. You know, and many of you have heard me say people living on $7,000 a month, they start getting involved in network marketing, they start making 10000 and spending 14000 to try to keep up with the Joneses. You know, they get their company card. The company goes south. Now they, 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 they got $14,000 in expenses and no income. And it's a bad, bad place to be. So really understanding your feelings about money and recognition and getting solid there as early as you can in your career. If you know you're going to make it and you're on track, uh, it will save you a lot of the, you and a lot of other people, a lot of heartache and drama in the future. It really, really will. So I hope 
that something I've said, I hope you guys don't hate me that listen to this podcast every week. Say, Dale, I just thought that was totally disrespectful. Uh, I, I understand if, if that's where you're coming from. Um, my hope is that if anybody in his family heard this, that they would probably say, yep, he's right. He's right. But he had a good heart. Or whatever they would say is fine. It is what it is. My experiences were what they were, and a lot of other people's experiences were what they were. I think it's just sad that somebody is taken at age 56. And I guess I always thought that at some point there would be a... um, mending... Possibly, you know, chance meeting, shake somebody's hand, look them in the eye, uh, and that's not going to happen. So that, you know, that that affects me because, again, a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of effort. Uh, And it's just sad. It's sad to see. It's sad to think that that will never happen and that's a very selfish thing from my perspective because really I think that's probably the last thought he ever had Uh, and that's fine it's not about that I hope that something I've said has resonated uh, with you because I've seen this multiple times over my career but this is probably one of the like I said one of the top five um, and, and I'll probably never have to talk about this subject ever again. Um, probably never will, uh, at this level. So I just wanted to, felt like it was a good thing to do to record it. I hope it spoke to you guys. I hope you understand where I'm coming from. Uh, my hope and prayer for each one of you is that you, live your life at the highest level you possibly can, that you give everything that you can to this profession, to the industry, to the people, share wisdom of the ages, principles, concepts, and ideas, and understand, understand, be aware of who you are, what your emotions are, because money will make you more of what you already are. This is Dale Calvert. Have a great day, night, wherever you are in the world. I'll talk to you next week on another session of the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Development Podcast. Rest in peace, my plumber friend. Thank you for tuning in to the No Fluff MLM Leadership Training Podcast. To download the show notes for this episode, you can find them under the podcast section at www.mlmhelp.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, the teaching is in the words, but the learning is in the silence.